Hello and welcome back to Ranking 76, where we're reviewing and rank the heroes and villains of the American West. Except for today, because uh, we're covering Black Elk, and for those who are not familiar with Black Elk, a lot of his life goes around one vision he had when he was nine years old. And frankly, I didn't know what I could necessarily cut, browse over, or um, do with. So... Um, Matt has been, has volunteered to actually just read the whole thing. And I think it's, uh, it's really interesting. Like of, of all of the, the stories and the, the visions that we've covered so far, this one, this one's up there pretty good. There's a lot of good detail. There's a lot with Sioux religion and culture and all of that. And there's a lot of hidden details that make it really tricky to, to cover everything. So just to do the whole vision here, and then when we get into the episode, which will be in the next episode over, uh, that'll be coming out shortly after this is posted, that's when we'll kind of get into it. But this will be a nice nice little appetizer with the beautiful voice and the breeding cho chops of one Matthew Jackson. I am your reader today. I hope you have your coffee and you're sitting by a warm fire. Please do this the whole time. <laughs> All right, let's get going. All right. <clears throat> when we had camped again, I was lying in our teepee and my mother and father were sitting beside me. I could see out through the opening and there were two men coming from the clouds head first like arrows slanting down. And I knew they were the same that I had seen before. Each now carried a long spear and from the points of these a jagged lightning flashed. They came clear down to the ground this time and stood a little way off and looked at me and said, hurry, come, your grandfathers are calling you. Then they turned and left the ground like arrows slanting upward from the bow. When I got up to follow, my legs did not hurt me anymore and I was very light. I went outside the teepee and yonder where the men with flaming spears were going. A little cloud was coming very fast. It came and stooped and took me and turned back to where it came from, flying fast. And when I looked down, I could see my mother and father yonder, and I felt sorry to be leaving them. Then there was nothing but the air and the swiftness of the little cloud that bore me and those two men still leading up to where white clouds were, piled like mountains on a wide blue plain. And in them, thunder beings lived and leaped and flashed. Now, suddenly, there was nothing but a world of cloud, and we three were there alone in the middle of a great white plain with snowy hills and mountains staring at us. And it was very still, but there were whispers. Then the two men spoke together and they said, Behold him, the being with four legs. I looked and saw a bay horse standing there, and he began to speak. Behold me, he said, my life history you shall see. Then he wheeled about to where the sun goes down and said, Behold them, their history you shall know. I looked and there were twelve black horses yonder, all abreast with necklace of bison hooves, and they were beautiful. But I was frightened because their manes were lightning and there was thunder in their nostrils. Then the bay horse wheeled to where the great white giant lives, the north, and said, behold, and yonder there were 12 white horses all abreast. Their manes were flowing like a blizzard wind and from their noses came a roaring and all about them white geese soared and circled. Then the boy wheeled round to where the sun shines continually, the east, and bade me look. 
And there, twelve sorrel horses with necklaces of elk's teeth stood abreast with eyes that glimmered like the daybreak star and manes of morning light. Then the bay wheeled once again to look upon the place where you are always facing, the south. And yonder stood twelve buckskins all abreast with horns upon their heads and manes that lived and grew like trees and grasses. And when I had seen all these, the bay horse said, Your grandfathers are having a council. These shall take you, so have courage. Then all the horses went into formation, four abreast, the blacks, the whites, the sorrels, and the buckskins, and stood behind the bay, who turned now to the west and neighed. And yonder suddenly the sky was terrible with the storm of plunging horses in all colors and shook the world with thunder, neighing back. Now turning to the north, the bay horse whinnied, and yonder all the sky roared with mighty wind of running horses in all colors, neighing back. And when he whined to the east, there too the sky was filled with glowing clouds of manes and tails of horses and all colors singing back. Then to the south he called, and it was crowded with many colored happy horses nickering. Then the bay horse spoke to me again and said, See how your horses all come dancing. I looked, and there were horses, horses everywhere, a whole sky full of horses dancing around me. Make haste, the bay horse said, and we walked together side by side, while the blacks, the whites, the sorrels, and the buckskins followed, marching four by four. I looked about me once again, and suddenly the dancing horses without number changed into animals of every kind, and into all the fowls that are. And these fled back to the four quarters of the world from whence the horses came and vanished. Then as we walked, there was a heaped up cloud ahead that changed into a teepee, and a rainbow was the open door of it, and through the door I saw six old men sitting in a row. The two men with the spears now stood beside me, one on either hand, and the horses took their places in their quarters, looking inward four by four. And the oldest of the grandfathers spoke with a kind of voice and said, Come right in, and do not fear. As he spoke, all the horses of the four quarters neighed and cheered me. As he spoke, all the horses of the four quarters neighed to cheer me. So I went in and stood before the six, and they looked older than the men can ever be, old like hills, like stars. The oldest spoke again, your grandfathers all over the world are having a council, and they have called you here to teach you. His voice was very kind, but I shook all over with fear now, for I knew that these were not old men, but the powers of the world, and the first of the power of the west, the second of the north, the third of the east, the fourth of the south the fifth of the sky, the sixth of the earth. I knew this, and I was afraid until the first grandfather spoke again. Behold them yonder where the sun goes down, the thunder begins. You shall see and have from them my power, and they shall take you to the high and lonely center of the earth that you may see. Even to the place where the sun continually shines, they shall take you there to understand. And as he spoke of understanding, I looked up and saw the rainbow leap with flames of many colors over me. Now there was a wooden cup in his hand, and it was full of water, and the water was the sky. Take this, he said, it is the power to make live. It is the power to make live, and it is yours. Now he had a bow in his hands. Take this, he said, it is the power to destroy, and it is yours. Then. He pointed to himself and said, look close at him, who is your spirit now, for you are his body, 
and his name is Eagle Wing Stretches. And saying this, he got up very tall and started running toward where the sun goes down. And suddenly he was a black horse that stopped and turned and looked at me. And the horse was very poor and sick. His ribs stood out. Then the second grandfather, he of the north, arose with a herb of power in his hand and said, take this and hurry. I took it and held it toward the black horse yonder. He fattened and was happy and came prancing to his place again and was the first grandfather sitting there. The second grandfather, he of the north, spoke again. Take courage, younger brother, he said. On earth a nation you shall make live, for yours shall be the power of the white giant's wing, the cleansing wing. Then he got up very tall and started running toward the north, and when he, and when he turned toward me, it was a white goose wheeling. I looked about me now, and the horses in the west were thunders, and the horses of the north were geese. And the second grandfather sang two songs that were like this. They are appearing, may you behold. They are appearing, may you behold. The Thunder Nation is appearing, behold. They are appearing, may you behold. They are appearing, may you behold. The White Geese Nation is appearing, behold. And now it was a third grandfather who spoke. He was he of where the sun shines continually. Take courage, younger brother, he said, for across the earth they shall take you. Then he pointed to where the daybreak star was shining, and beneath the star two men were flying. From them you shall have power, he said, from them who have awakened all the beings of the earth with roots and legs and wings. And as he said this, he held in his hand a peace pipe, which had a spotted eagle outstretched upon the stem. And the eagle seemed alive, for it was poised there, fluttering, and its eyes were looking at me. With this pipe, the grandfather said, you shall walk upon the earth, and whatever sickens there you shall make well. Then he pointed to a man who had bright red all over, the color of good and of plenty. And as he pointed, the red man lay down and rolled and changed into a bison that got up and galloped toward the sorrel horses of the east, and they too turned to bison, fat and many. And now the, uh, the fourth grandfather spoke. And now the fourth grandfather spoke. He of the place where you are always facing the south. Whence comes the power to grow, younger brother, he said. With the powers of the four quarters you shall walk, a relative. Behold, the living center of a nation I shall give you. And with it, many you shall save. And I saw that he was holding in his hand a bright red stick, and it was alive. And as I looked, it sprouted at the top and set forth branches. And on the branches, many leaves came out and murmured. And in the leaves, the birds began to sing. And then for just a little while, I thought I saw beneath it in the shade, the circle of villages of people and, and every living thing with roots or legs or wings, and all were happy. It shall stand in the center of the nation's circle, said the grandfather a cane to walk with, and a people's heart, and by your powers you shall make it blossom. Then, when he had been still a little while to hear the birds sing, he spoke again, Behold the earth. So I looked down and saw it lying yonder like a hoop of peoples, and in the center bloomed the holy stick that was a tree, and where it stood there crossed two roads, a red one and a black. From where the giant lives, the north, to where you always face, the south. 
The red road goes, the road of good, the grandfather said, and on it shall your nation walk. The black road goes from where the thunder begins live, the west, to where the sun continually shines, the east. A fearful road, a road of troubles and of war. On this also you shall walk, and from it you shall have a power to destroy a people's foes, and for a sense you shall walk the earth with power. I think he meant that I should see four generations counting me, and now I am seeing the third. Then he rose very tall and started running toward the south, and was an elk, and as he stood among the buckskins yonder, they too were elks. Now the fifth grandfather spoke, the oldest of them all, the spirit of the sky. My boy, he said, I have sent for you and you have come. My power you shall see. He stretched his arms and turned into a spotted eagle hovering. Behold, he said, all the wings of the air shall come to you and they and the winds and the stars shall be like relatives. You shall go across the earth with my power. Then the eagle soared above my head and fluttered there. And suddenly the sky was full of friendly wings all coming toward me. Now I knew the sixth grandfather was about to speak. He who was the spirit of the earth. And I saw that he was very old, but more as men are old. His hair was long and white. His face was all in wrinkles and his eyes were deep and dim. I stared at him for it seemed I knew him somehow. And as I stared, he slowly changed for he was growing backwards into youth. And when he had become a boy, I knew that he was myself with all the years that would be mine at last. When he was old again, he said, my boy, have courage for my power shall be yours and you shall need it for your nation on the earth will have great troubles come. He rose and tottered out through the rainbow door. And as I followed, I was riding on the bay horse who had talked to me at first and led me to that place. Then the bay horse stopped and faced the black horses of the West and the voice said, they have given you the cup of water to make live the greening day and also the bow and arrow to destroy the bay neighed and the 12 black horses came and stood behind me four abreast. The bay faced the sorrows of the East and I saw that they had morning stars upon their foreheads and that they were very bright. And the voice said, they have given you the sacred pipe and the power that is peace and the good red day. The bay neighed and the 12 sorrows stood behind me four abreast. My horse now faced the buckskins of the South and the voice said, they have given you the sacred stick and your nation's hoop and the yellow day and in the center of the hoop, you shall set the stick and make it grow into a shielding tree and bloom. The bay neighed and the 12 buckskins came and stood behind me four abreast. Then I knew that there were riders on all the horses there behind me. And a voice said, now you shall walk the black road with these. And as you walk, all the nations that have roots or legs or wings shall fear you. So I started riding toward the east down the field for road. And behind me came the horsebacks, four, four abreast, the blacks, the whites, the sorrels, and the buckskins. And far away above the fearful road, the daybreak star was rising very dim. I looked below me where the earth was silent in a sick green light and saw the hills look up afraid in the grasses on the hills and all the animals and everywhere about me were the cries of frightened birds and sounds of fleeing wings. I was a chief of all the heavens riding there. And when I looked behind me, all the 12 black horses reared and plunged and thundered and their manes and tails were whirling hail 
and their nostrils snorted lightning. And when I looked below again, I saw a slant hail falling in long, sharp rain. And where we passed, the trees bowed low and the hills were dim. Now the earth was bright again as we rode. I could see the hills and valleys and creeks and rivers passing under. We came above a place where three streams made a big one, a source of mighty waters, and something terrible was there. Flames were rising from the waters, and in the flames a blue man lived. The dust was floating all about him in the air. The grass was short and withered. The trees were wilting. Two-legged and four-legged beings lay there thin and panting, and wings too weak to fly. Then the black horse rider shouted, Hokahay, and charged down upon the blue man, but were driven aback, and the white troop shouted, charging, and was beaten, then the red troop and the yellow. And when each had failed, they all cried together, Eagle, eagle wing stretches, hurry! And all the world was filled with voices of all kinds that cheered me, so I charged. I had the cup of water in one hand, and in the other was the bow that turned into spear as the bay I swooped down, and the spear's head was sharp lightning, I stabbed the blue man's heart, and it was struck. I could hear the thunder rolling in many voices that cried, Unhi, meaning I had killed. The flames died. The trees and grasses were not wildered anymore and murmured happily together, and every living being cried in gladness with whatever voice it had. Then the four troops of horsemen charged down and struck the dead body of the blue man, counting coup, and suddenly it was only a harmless turtle. You see, I had, I had been riding with the storm clouds and I'd come to earth as rain, and it was drought that I had killed with the power of the six grandfathers gave me. So we were riding on the earth now, down along the river, flowing full from the source of waters. And as soon ahead, the circled village of people in the valley and a voice said, behold, a nation, it is yours. Make haste, eagle wing stretches. I entered the village riding with the four who I entered the village riding with the four horse troops behind me, the blacks, the whites, the sorrels, and the buckskins. And the place was filled with moaning and with mourning for the dead. The wind was blowing from the south like fever. And when I looked around, I saw that in nearly every teepee, the women and the children and the men lay dying with the dead. So I rode around the circle of the village, looking in upon the sick and dead. And I felt like crying as I rode. But when I looked behind me, all the women and the children and the men were getting up and coming forth with happy faces. And a voice said, Behold, they have given you the center of the nation's hoop to make it live. So I rode to the center of the village with the horse troops in their quarters. So I rode to the center of the village with the horse troops in their quarters round about me. And there the people gathered. And the voice said, Give them now the flowering stick that they may flourish and the sacred pipe that they may know the power that is peace, and the wing of the white giant that they may have endurance and face all winds with courage. So I took the bright red stick, and at the center of the nation's hoop, I thrust it in the earth. As it touched the earth, it leaped mightily in my hand and was a wagachan, the rustling tree, very tall and full of leafy branches and all the birds singing. And beneath it, all the animals were mingling with the people like relatives and making happy cries. The women raised their tremolo of joy and the men shouted all together, Here we shall rise our children and be as little chickens under the mother Sheo's wing. Then I heard the white wind blowing gently through the tree and singing there. 
and from the east the sacred pipe came flying on its eagle wings and stopped before me there beneath the tree spreading deep peace around it then the daybreak star was rising and a voice said it shall be a relative to them and who shall see it shall see much more for thence comes wisdom and those who do not see it shall be dark and all the people raised their faces to the east and the star's light fell upon them and all the dark and all the dogs barked loudly and the horses whinnied then when the many little voices ceased the great voice said behold the circle of the nations hoop for it is holy being endless and thus all power shall be one power in the peoples without end now they shall break camp and go forth upon the road and go forth upon the red road and your grandfather shall walk with them so the people broke camp and took the good road with the white wing on their faces and the order of their going was like this first the black horse riders with the cup of water and the white horse riders with the white wing and the sacred herb and the sorrel riders with the holy pipe and the buckskins with the flowering stick and after these the little children and the youths and maidens followed in a band second came the tribe's four chieftains and their band was all young men and women third the nation's four advisors leading men and women neither young nor old fourth the old men hobbling with their canes and looking to the earth fifth old women hobbling with their canes and looking to the earth sixth myself all alone upon the bay with the bow and arrows that the first grandfather gave me but i was not the last for when i looked behind me there were ghosts of people like a trailing fog as far as i could see grandfathers of grandfathers and grandmothers of grandmothers without number and over these a great voice the voice that was the south lived and i could feel it silent and as we went the voice behind me said behold a good nation walking in a sacred manner in a good land then i looked up and saw that there were four ascents ahead and these were generations i should know now we were on the first ascent and all the land was green and as the long line climbed all the old women and men raised their hands palms forward to the far sky yonder and began to croon a song together and the sky ahead was filled with clouds of baby faces when we came to the end of the first ascent we camped in the sacred circle as before and in the center stood the holy tree and still the land about us was all green then we started on the second ascent marching as before and still the land was green but it was getting steeper and as i looked ahead the people changed into elks and bisons and all four-footed beings and even into fowls all walking in a sacred manner on the good red road together and i myself was a spotted eagle soaring above them but just before we stopped to camp at the end of that ascent all the marching animals grew restless and afraid that were not what they had been and began sending forth voices of trouble calling to their chiefs and when they camped at the end of the ascent i looked down and saw that leaves were falling from the holy tree and the voice said behold your nation and remember what your six grandfathers gave you for thenceforth your people walk in difficulties then the people broke camp again and saw the black road before them towards where the sun goes down and black hot clouds coming yonder and they did not want to go but could not stay and as they walked the third ascent all the animals and fowls that were people ran here and there for each one seemed to have his own little vision that he followed in his own rules and all over the universe i could hear the winds at war like wild beasts fighting 
And when we reached the summit of the third ascent and camped, the nation's hoop was broken, like a ring of smoke that spreads and scatters the holy tree seemed dying and all its birds were gone. And when I looked ahead, I saw that the fourth ascent would be terrible. Then, when the people were getting ready to begin the fourth ascent, the voice spoke like someone weeping and it said, Look there upon your nation. And when I looked down, the people were all changed back to human and they were thin, their faces sharp, they were starving, their ponies were only hide and bones, and the holy tree was gone. And as I looked and wept, I saw that there stood on the north side of the starving camp a sacred man who was painted red all over his body, and he held a spear. And as he walked into the center of the people, and there he lay down and rolled. And when he got up, it was a fat bison standing there. And where the bison stood, a sacred herb sprang up right where the tree had been in the center of the nation's hoop. The herb grew and bore four blossoms on a single stem while I was looking, a blue, a white, a scarlet, and a yellow, and the bright waves of these flashed to the heavens. I now know what this meant, that the bison were the gift of a good spirit and were our strength, but we should lose them, and from the same good spirit we must find another strength, for the people all seemed better when the herb had grown and bloomed, and the horses raised their tails and neighed and pranced around, and I could see a light breeze going from the north among the people like a ghost, and suddenly the flowering tree was there again, and at the center of the nation's hoop where the four-rayed herb had blossomed. I was still spotted. I was still the spotted eagle floating, and I could see that I was already in the fourth ascent. And the people were camping yonder at the top of the third long rise. It was dark and terrible about me, for all the winds of the world were fighting. It was like a rapid gunfire, and like whirling smoke, and like women and children wailing, and like horses screaming all over the world. I could see many people yonder running, running about, setting the smoke flat poles and fastening down their teepees against the wind. For the storm cloud was coming on them very fast and black, and they were frightened, swallows without number fleeing before the cloud. Then a song of power came to me, and I sang it there in the midst of the terrible place where I was. It went like this, a good nation I will make live, this the nation above. He said, they have given me the power to make over. And when I had sung this, a voice said, to the four quarters you shall run for help and nothing shall be strong before you. Behold him. Now I was on my bay horse again, because the horse is of the earth, and it was there my power would be used. And as I obeyed the voice, and looked, there was a horse, all skin and bones, yonder in the west, a faded brownish black. And a voice there said, Take this and make him over. And it was the four-rayed herb that I was holding in my hand. So I rode above the horse circle, in a circle, and as I did this, I could hear the people yonder calling for spirit power. A hey, a hey, a hey, a hey. Then the poor horse neighed and rolled, and I, and got up. And he was a big, shiny black stallion with daples all over him, and his mane about him like a cloud. He was like chief of all the horses, and when he snorted, it was a flash of lightning, and his eyes were like the sunset star. He dashed to the west and neighed. For the west was filled with the dust of hooves, horses without number, shiny black, came plunging from the dust. Then he dashed toward the north and neighed, and to the east and to the south. And the dust clouds answered, giving forth their plunging horses without number, whites and sorrels and buckskins, 
fat, shiny, rejoicing in their fleetness and their strength. It was beautiful, but it was also terrible. Then they all stopped short, rearing, and were standing in a great hoop about their black chief at the center, and were still. And as they stood, four virgins, more beautiful than women of the earth can be, came through the circle, dressed in scarlet, one from each of the four quarters, and stood about the great black stallion in their places, and one held the wooden cup of water, and one the white wing, one the pipe, and one the nation's hoop. All the universe was silent, listening. And then the great black stallion raised his voice and sang. The song he sang was this. My horse is prancing, they are coming. My horse is neighing, they are coming. Prancing, they are coming. All over the universe they come, and they will dance. May you behold them four times. A horse nation, they will dance. May you behold them four times. His voice was not loud, but it went all over the universe and filled it. There was nothing that did not hear, and it was more beautiful than anything can be. It was so beautiful that nothing anywhere could keep from dancing. The virgins danced, and all the circled horses, the leaves on the tree, the grasses on the hills and in the valleys, the water in the creeks and the rivers and lakes, the four-legged and the two-legged, and the wings of the air all danced together to the music of the stallion's song. And when I looked down upon my people yonder, the cloud passed over, blessing them with friendly rain, and stood in the east, east with a flaming rainbow over it. Then all the horses went singing back to their places beyond the summit of the fourth ascent, and all things and all things sang along with them as they walked. And a voice said, All over the universe they have finished a day of happiness. And looking down, I saw that the whole wide circle of the day was beautiful and green, with the fruits growing and the things kind and happy. Then a voice said, Behold this day, for it is yours to make. Now you shall stand upon the center of the earth to see, for they, for there they are taking you. I was on my bay horse, and once more I felt the riders of the west, the north, the east, the south, behind me in formation as before, and we were going east. I looked ahead and saw the mountains there with rocks and forests on them, and from the mountains flashed all colors upward to the heavens. Then I was standing on the highest mountain of them all, and round about beneath me was the whole hoop of the world. And while I stood there, I saw more than I can tell, and I understood more than I saw, for I was seeing in a sacred manner the shapes of all things in the spirit and the shape of all shapes that they must live together like one being. And I saw that the sacred hoop of my people was one of many hoops that made one circle. Wide as daylight and as starlight, and in the center grew one mighty flowering tree to shelter all the children of one mother to, and one father. And I saw that it was holy. Then, as I stood there, two men were coming from the east, head first like arrows, flying, and between them rose the daybreak star. They came and gave her herb to me and said, with this on earth, you shall undertake anything and do it. It was the daybreak star herb, the herb of understanding, and they told me to drop it on the earth. I saw it falling far, and when it struck the earth, it rooted and grew and flowered, four blossoms with one stem, a blue, a white, a scarlet, and a yellow. And the rays from these streamed upward to the heavens so that all creatures saw it, and in no place was there darkness. Then the voice said, 
your six grandfathers. Now you shall go back to them. I had not noticed how I was dressed until now, and I saw that I was painted red all over, and my joints were painted black with white stripes between my joints. My bay had lightning stripes all over him, and his mane was cloud. And when I breathed, my breath was lightning. Now two men were leading me, head first like arrows slanting upward, the two that brought me from the earth. And as I followed on the bay, they turned into four flocks of geese that flew in circles, one above each other, sending forth a sacred voice as they flew. Burp, 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 burp. Then I saw ahead the rainbow flaming above the teepee of the six grandfathers, built and roofed with cloud and sewed with thongs of lightning. And underneath it were all the wings of the air, and under them the animals and men. All these were rejoicing, and thunder was like happy laughter. As I rode in through the rainbow door, there were cheering voices from all over the universe, and I saw six grandfathers sitting in a row, with their arms held toward me and their hands palms out. And behind them, in the cloud, were faces thronging, without number, of the people yet to be. He has triumphed, cried the six together, making thunder. As I passed before them, each gave again the gift that had given me before. A cup of water, the bow and arrows, the power to make life and destroy, and white wing of cleansing and the healing herb, the sacred pipe, the flowering stick. And each one spoke in turn from west to south, explaining what he gave as he had done before. And as each one spoke, he melted down into the earth and rose again. And as each did this, I felt near to earth. Then the oldest of them all said, Grandson, all over their universe you have seen. Now you shall go back with power to the place from whence you came, and it shall happen yonder, that hundreds shall be sacred, hundreds shall be flames. Behold. I looked below and saw my people there, and all were well and happy except one, and he was lying like the dead, and that one was myself. Then the oldest grandfather sang, and his song was like this, there is someone lying on the earth in a sacred manner. There is someone on the earth. He lies in a sacred manner. I have made with him to walk. Now the teepee built and roofed with cloud began to sway back and forth as in a wind. And the flaming rainbow door was growing dimmer. I could hear voices of all kinds crying from outside. Eagle wine stretches is coming forth. Behold him. When I went through the door, the face of the day of earth was appearing with the daybreak star upon its forehead. And the sun leaped up and looked upon me, and I was going forth alone. And as I walked alone, I heard the sun singing as it arose, and it sang like this. With visible face, I am appearing. In a sacred manner, I appear. For the greening earth, a pleasantness I make. The center of the nation's hoop, I have made pleasant. With visible face, behold me. The four-legged and two-legged, I have made them to walk. The... The wings of the air, I have made them to fly. With visible face, I appear. My day, I have made it holy. When the singing stopped, I was feeling lost and very lonely. Then a voice above me said, look back. And it was a spotted eagle that was hovering over me and spoke. I looked, and where the flaming rainbow teepee, built and roofed with cloud, had been, I saw only the tall rock mountain at the center of the world. I was all alone, on a broad plain now, with my feet upon the earth, alone. But for the spotted eagle guarding me, I could see my people's village far ahead, and I walked very fast, for I was homesick now. Then I saw my own teepee, and inside I saw my mother and my father bending over a sick boy that was myself. And as I entered the teepee, someone was saying, 
the boy is coming too. You had better give him some water. Then I was sitting up and I was sad because my mother and father didn't seem to know I had been so far away. All right. Well, that was Black Elk's vision as presented by Matthew Fox Jackson. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling good? If you liked listening, please check out our other episodes (laughs) where you can sometimes hear this raspy, nice voice. That will take us to the end of our reading today. So this is just a very long snippet of a nine-year-old boy's uh, vision that he had when he was nine years old. And in order to know more about it, you're going to have to listen to part one of Black Elk, which should be the next episode in the feed. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this. If you're listening on YouTube, thank you. If you're listening on Podbean, Apple, all of those, uh, thank you. And we'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye.